Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. I am your host, Robin Walker, a business coach that helps you increase your revenue and time with your family through strategic action plans and accountability. Today, I am talking with Veronica Stout, the owner and founder of Vintage Meet Modern. Vintage Meet Modern is a jewelry buying experience. There's history, there's stories, there's unique pieces that you will not find anywhere else. I have seen these collections in person and they are amazing. What's really amazing is Veronica's story and how she took a box that was headed to the dumpster and turned it into a hugely successful business. Veronica and I, when we get together, we can talk for hours. So this podcast today has such great content. I don't even know how to describe exactly what we were talking about because we were talking everything business. Veronica is coming to the Lakeside Conference as a speaker again this year. She's also bringing her jewelry. Her session is mostly about starting with what you have. Regardless of where you are at in your business, you don't need all the things. And there's a way to use what you have to grow your business. So Veronica's going to be speaking all about that. And she's really talking my language. Keep it simple, one thing at a time. But she has some great, great advice that you guys need to hear. Robin is a wife and mom to three teenagers, two dogs, and a betta fish. She is a fifth-generation entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience creating, building, and running businesses. She keeps it real about raising kids while building a company and gives you the strategy and accountability to finally quit winging it. Her mission? To help you build your business strategically so you can have more financial stability and, in return, more flexibility and time with your family. Welcome, Hi, Robin. Thank you so much for having me. You're absolutely one of my favorite people. Oh, right back at you. I have gotten to meet Veronica in person multiple times. We're about two hours away from each other, I would guess. And we've been at some of the same conferences. She's been at the Lakeside Conference twice with her beautiful jewelry. I always appreciate when I get to see my online friends. Well, in person. I couldn't agree I more. I am it. nodding it my head so in much joy. total agreement. I love your conference. I always tell everybody when my local friends ask me what conference to attend, I always say that the Midwest uh, Lakeside Women's Conference is the little conference that could. Uh, it is always one where you meet the nicest people, uh, people who you feel are walking in the same shoes that you are, and we're all bound by our close Midwest hardworking roots too, which is really fun. And it's also really nice because it's a great location, and many yes. of us get to drive there like a short day trip or a road trip uh, without having to get on an airplane. So it's just really an ideal. It's a little bit of best of both worlds. It's like a little mini getaway, but you get a lot done at the same time. 
I love road trips too. And what I would be so jealous of people that were coming to the conference and a bunch of friends or online business friends met up and drove together to the conference because I always just think those road trips are so much fun. And I live about two minutes from the venue, <laughs> so I don't have that. If I could find a way to road trip with a business friend and just talk business in the car the whole time with no kids or husband or anyone else asking, well, what I came up with about, Claudia last year so and you know, Claudia me. works with me, but we actually did talk the entire time about those types of things. And I always like to bounce ideas off of her. And it's also a really good time for us to do a lot of our content and, uh, planning things that we do together when we ride in the car. But I have to be really, really honest here. So we haven't even talked about my business yet, but I love going to your conference because I quote pick all the way on the way up there and all the way on the way down there. So I stop at all the antique malls and estate sales and like everything that's just like off the beaten path on the way up there. So besides even like talking business, I love to be able to just kind of go off the beaten path. And it's just nice because I get to work in the fun side of my business while I come up to see you. It is. It is. Plus your well, plus the that's like an all around win. That's when I buy merchandise up there. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. I also love having you at the event because you're a product based business. And I'll let you tell everyone about your business. But I, I used to do a product based business as well. And it's such a unique space in owning your own business, having products to deal with it. I think it just really is a lot different than running an online services business or even an in-person service business. And so I love having you there to be able to support the women who are looking for help with a product business. Um, why don't you tell Thank everyone you. just a little bit well, about I'm Veronica Stout, your and lovely I'm the founder products. of Vintage Meat Modern Jewelry and Styling. And I am an intentional fashion and lifestyle expert. And my secret sauce is this collection of coveted jewelry, which has been sourced all over the world that cannot be found just any place else. And you're 100% correct when you talk about uh, how a product-based business is run differently. I think one of the misconceptions is uh, figuring out when you're running your own online product business, what you need to measure differently in order to be able to pay yourself. Um, as well as be able to keep a product-based business running. And the thing is, is that it's still really important to go to conferences of all different types. So whether you're going to learn about how to connect with customers or sales or maybe how to do something specific, I believe that there's learning and education uh, regardless of what style business you're in, whether you're in relationship marketing or you're in a service-based business or you're a product-based business. But I do think that a lot of times product-based people get overwhelmed because they hear all these people talking about sales funnels and goals and points of contact and things like that. And when you run a product-based business, it's really supply and demand. You know, you actually have a physical product, uh, whether people are touching on an emotional point where they want something because it tugs at their heartstrings, or you're solving a physical need that they have from them. And so there's a different approach and you have to be able to be really connected to your passion 
so that you know you know why you're trying to give this awesome product to the world but you also have to be as a business owner you can't try too many new things at the same time uh, because it either distracts you from either being able to give your product-based customers the best experience or you know they do say that it's true you know the shortest distance between two lines is a straight one when you start trying to bring in everything all at the same time and sometimes you have to gradually do that uh, but if you are trying to bring in too many things at the same time you lose your focus and then it's harder to see how the result of selling the product is actually going to keep you in business I know that that's a long answer, uh, but so much goes into product-based business from design and concept, and marketing and customer relationship, customer retention, optimization things. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it is structured a little differently when you're trying to get yourself paid by the amount of product that you're moving. hundred percent agree. And I agree too. I am really big on one thing at a time. And obviously there's some things running in the background, but as far as your focus, sometimes you have to give things time to work. And I work with a lot of women newer in business that jump around too much too fast and say, well, that didn't work, but maybe you need to run that again a second time a different way. Or people need to know what you're selling and what you're known for and what your expertise is. So sometimes I think people just rush into too much too fast. And that kind of leads into what you're talking about at yeah. the conference about just using what you have. Well, Could you so tell us I a little bit about what your session is going to be about? Start with what you have. Uh, I say this and I'll, I'm going to tell just a tiny quick story so I can tell you all how I grew a successful business with something that most people didn't want. So that's where the start with what you have comes in. I was actually a single mother and I was supplementing my income by selling things on eBay. I just happened to love vintage and designer jewelry because I had already worked in luxury retail fashion and I had already sold a boatload of jewelry for my personal shopping days when I still worked at Neiman's. And so I knew that there was a market for it, but I didn't know that there was a market for it for vintage costume and designer jewelry. And at that point, I was still doing too many things. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was trying to do personal styling. I was trying to do personal shopping. I was trying to sell on eBay. I was still teaching preschool. And I was a single mom and I had two little girls also. What happened to me was I had a reciprocal business. So I went to go out and I went to go help customers who were retiring, they were downsizing huge collections or they were just trying to get rid of them because they couldn't either move, they couldn't take them with them, they couldn't do something else. But then I also had a younger demographic of customers. And then when I say younger, I'm not referring to like young millennials. I'm saying just people who were probably from their 25 to their 50 year old age range. And they were looking for something that was very different and unique than what they could find someplace else. And so here I am running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to convince these same people to go out and buy 
things at the department stores that I'm like running all over with, with bags and garment bags and shopping bags in my car. But then I'm also schlepping home these huge boxes of vintage jewelry that my customers are asking me, can I please put on eBay for them? Because they don't want to take it with them and they know that it's still wearable and they know that it's still collectible and of a high value. And so that's how my product-based business was born. It really was start with what you have. So instead of continuing to run all over collecting shopping bags and garment bags and going from mall to mall or convincing customers to meet with me, I started pulling out these boxes of jewelry and saying to the same women who were in search of something truly unique, I have something truly unique here for you. And this was the same stuff that was going to be donated, disposed of, other people had said it was not of value, and all of a sudden it took off. It became vintage meat modern. It became something that had this wonderful past, this wonderful present, had this great story, and it was being modernized and appreciated by new people. And so the whole thing that I'm coming with full circle is what you were saying is true. We try too many things too fast. When I'm sitting down and I'm talking to people about the importance of starting with what you have, you already have a great idea. You probably already do. You don't need a fancy screen printing machine. You don't need, what you really truly need is to start with what you have, which is your craft and your talent and a customer base. And once you can start with those two things, you can build a successful business. And then building on what you had just mentioned about people not giving you enough time, once you have proof of concept that people actually truly want your product, then it's your audience. That's the part that you have to give more time developing and nurturing uh, and trying to test. It's not new products. It's not new packaging. It's not, and, and look, I'm a girly girl and I really love like, you know, elegant and expensive packaging. And, you know, I love the whole presentation value mm -hmm. of things. I go above and beyond in that department, but changing those types of things actually will not necessarily move you forward in business right away. So that's also the part with don't start or don't include what you have is that you've already got something great. Just make sure that you continue to improve upon your messaging, improve upon your customer relations, and continue to grow and nurture that audience. Then it's time to add other things along the way. I think this workshop would be great for anyone that has started selling something, but it hasn't really taken off, and they're wondering what am I doing wrong or what, how do I get more people to see my product? I think there's a, a nice sweet spot. If you guys don't have a business started yet, this would be a good workshop, but don't let it hold you back. If you've been in business for a year and you have something you're selling, but the term proof of concept, you're not really sure what that is, or you're thinking, well, I've sold a handful of these things. I think people like them, but I just can't get repeat well, buyers. And I think that this I is think where this would be I a also want to take the time and why I love coming to speak at your conference and I love being able to speak on this topic is speaking of shiny object syndrome and uh, information overload or what's the other one that they, analysis paralysis, all the famous ones. I think that when it goes to product-based businesses, Another thing, though, to keep in mind is that, um, you know, you just made such a good point where you were talking about, you know, I think I have proof of 
concept, but I'm not really quite a hundred for sure where I'm going with it. Well, one of the things that I love to inspire people and remind them is that there are a lot of different ways to get your product in front of other people without going broke. The Women's Business Workshop Podcast is brought to you by... The 2019 Lakeside Conference is coming up quickly, and we want you to be there. Join other female business owners as we take two days away from our day-to-day to come together and learn from industry experts and support each other on our entrepreneurial journeys. Breakout sessions are filling up fast. Looking for more info on the speakers? Be on the lookout for upcoming podcasts with the speakers as our guests. You can also check in on our Women's Business Workshop Facebook group, where we have interviewed a lot of these speakers on Facebook Live. They'll tell you about their breakout sessions, who they're good for, and what you can expect to learn. If you'd like more information on the conference, go to womensbusinessworkshop.com and click on events to get more information. Welcome back to the Women's Business Workshop podcast with Robin Walker. So I know I touched on this a little bit when I first talked to you about it. When I started my business, I also had no marketing budget. I only had myself that I was working with. So these all lead back to those things to start with what you have again, too. This is the perfect workshop for you to sit down and use one of my favorite Robin terms, brain dump. What you have at your disposal that you can do to strategically move your business forward in different areas so that your product-based business can grow. How can you leverage your own visibility? How can you pick your own strengths and weaknesses? Who could you partner with uh, to try to get more visibility or get more sales from? Uh, what could you cut out in your business to be more efficient, to free up your time? We're all talking about things that you already have at your disposal. We're not asking you to come up with a budget for Facebook ads or the expense of doing a huge trade show your very first year or something like that. Those are the things that I think people become most intimidated or on or they start racking credit card debt up on their credit card thinking that they need to do everything all at the same time. And so I certainly want to give a realistic and an honest perspective that you don't have to go into debt. You can, you, you can also use credit wisely. I think a lot of people say that a lot too, where they're like, you know, like, oh, you should never ever do anything, you know, that you can't afford to do in your business. Well, maybe you shouldn't go out and buy a $100,000 machine, but you know, you should try to keep some form of credit open so that you can get your cash flow established while you're running a product-based business, those types of things. And I think those are all really scary things that people don't really talk about. I mean, I certainly know that I didn't have this conversation with a lot of people at conferences until I started attending and hanging out with more product-based people or just people in general, again, who said, I would love to do that, but I just can't because I don't have it. So it goes back again to that concept. We'll start with what you have. And if you don't know what you have, then this is a perfect opportunity to only pick a few things that you have at your disposal and figure out how you can leverage those to continue to propel and move your business forward. I'm excited because in addition to being a product-based business, the service side of my business has also grown, but it has not grown in the way that I used to do it. Therefore, I am no longer burning myself out to the ends of the earth doing it. But that opportunity would have never come had I not leveraged everything I could in my product-based business and really gave it a go. 
you know, you mentioned again, uh, not giving it enough time. You know, we've been in business since 2011. You know, this was not, and, and the first couple of years, you know, I paid myself, but paid myself supplementally. Now we're finally getting to a place where we're actually growing, investing, stabilizing in some areas. But I will say now after practicing working with what we have for a long time, it's really easy for me to even sit down myself and circle what works. And when sales are in a slump, pick those top three things right away to get us going again. That's what I love about your workshop is that people will leave with a list of what they already have that is already either paid for or is not a financial burden. I totally agree with the shiny object. I did that for sure in my very first product business. I think I made everything and anything I could think of and tried to sell it. And it was exhausting and overwhelming. I couldn't fill the orders because I didn't have the right supplies because I made something on a whim. And, and so then you end up, well, it must be I need ads or I need this or I need that. And you're kind of throwing things at a wall trying to figure them out. So I love that everyone will leave with custom, a custom list for their business that when they're getting tempted to try something new, shiny object wise, or maybe I should buy this thing or invest in this thing. They can go back and say, let me do these things first. And then if these don't work, then we'll reassess. Also, would this workshop be good for someone selling a product that they don't per- personally source? So maybe someone, it's someone else's, um, whether that would be direct sales or they buy wholesale and then sell them in their store. Would this also be a good fit? Oh, of course, of course. But you do have to still personally be connected to your product, whatever it is. I think that's the important thing is even in general is that also there may be reasons why we invest in product-based businesses as a supplemental income, uh, but then we ourselves fall in love with the business. You know, I mean, I know that's probably a perfect example of talking about somebody with direct sales. Somebody may have thought to themselves, you know, well, so-and-so set me up with this. And yeah, I think I might on the side might want to do some traveling vineyard. That's one of the direct sales wine companies, or I might like to sell lip scents or those types of things and stuff like that. There's, again, you have to go back to your storage and your story and your messaging. And in that case, one good fixed thing that you already know that you have with the work with what you have is you've got the product. So that already eliminates the variable of what am I going to do next? Right. You've got the product. So that actually in some ways kind of frees up some of your time to work on some of the other areas of the pie chart or other areas of your story in order to move yourself forward, to make more sales. So I absolutely think that there's something for everybody. I also think that this is a great workshop for people who maybe are in the marketing world, who are going through social media marketing and they've been hired to work for a product-based business, or they've been worked to hire with those types of people because, you know, there's this confusing area of the passionate product-based business owner who knows all of their stuff and then gets either lucky and brings somebody on their team. Uh, and then that person's going to help them with the marketing so that they can go back to working on the product or they can go back to working on something else. But if the messaging and the branding isn't aligned in it, then that's where we start again, like trading dollars for hours. Then, you know, you're upset as the product-based business owner saying, 
well, we haven't really seen an increase in sales, even though we now have a social media manager. The social media manager feels frustrated because the product-based person is coming back to them and saying, well, I'm marketing the product the way that you told me to. And then everybody has all these things that are sitting on the shelf and they want to move them and we want to move them for the right reasons of course we do and so that's where i'm saying like you have to work with what you have so a lot of times i also come into situations for example i just worked with j crew we actually did a product-based pop-up at j crew which was huge people were asking me like how on earth did a vintage business get in with a large retailer like that and it was exactly that it was pov it was point of view J. Crew is changing their messaging as a company that they want to be a legacy brand. Not really changing, I guess you could say, but they want mm -hmm. to reinforce that again uh, with their quarter earnings and with how they're viewing their own product. So they're trying to partner with smaller brands uh, that are also legacy brands as well. And so obviously selling vintage, we're considered a legacy brand. We are helping people invest in something that they're going to have over the course of their life. So it's this natural parallel, but as a result of it, we worked together. They worked with what I ha they had. I worked with what I had. And as a result of it, we got to be part of a new audience. But the feedback that we got from J. Crew's customers were excellent as well. And so it's really nice because those are the types of things that I want people to encourage them to do. This was something just purely by asking. It was by asking. It was by telling people. It was saying, could we make this work? And then finding an advocate that said, sure, we'd love to have you. That's a fantastic collaboration, both of you. Exactly. So that's why I don't want people to feel, so that's, that goes along with the marketing side of thinking things. You know, this was another angle. This was another point of view. And that's why it's important for people who may be even working in the marketing world uh, that would be able to sit in on a lecture or a workshop like this, because they may see there's different ways to present the product or different alliances in order to be able to continue to gain that exposure. Like I said, you don't mean, and people kept saying to me like, oh, is your jewelry line going to be in J. Crew now? As if we were going to invent our own jewelry line or something like that. And I was like, you were like, heck yeah. Actually, I was like, I was like, well, no, I don't know. But I was like, but we've already asked us to come back. You know, we were there in November. They already asked us to come back in December and they already asked us to come back next year. So what I know at the I very least it. is that we have a relationship there now and it's wonderful to be able to have that. And again, we're working with only things that we have. I did nothing different or brought no new product or I brought nothing different than I would have over the last five years. It was about the relationship and it was about working hard. And then it's also at the end, collecting what you have. So, you know, the marketing piece, the PR piece, the following up with thank you notes, the trying to get those customers on your list, those types of things. And that's the thing is I think people think that you have to pay for all that and you don't necessarily have to pay for all of it. You just have to work with what you have over and over and over again, because it also takes like eight to 10 times before somebody's going to see it too. I saw that come through my, my Facebook feed you at J crew. And because I clicked on it or then I had a J crew ad come up and it was about their products that they were bringing back yeah. and they had a rugby. They didn't have it in my size or I totally would have bought it because yeah. it just brought back all these memories of the late eighties and the rugbies we wore. And I really don't see those around anymore. I, I mean, I remember the Coca-Cola rugbies heaven forbid we were wearing clothes with soda on it, but, <laughs> but, 
but <laughs> I loved, like, it just was so nostalgic for me to see that rugby. And I totally would have bought it. I used to buy from J crew when I was younger, but this collaboration, it just shows like, I, I already knew, like, and trusted them, but seeing them with you was like, Oh, I forgot about J crew. And seeing you there made me realize maybe they still have something for someone in my, you know, phase of life. So I, I love the collaborations and that just seemed like a great one. And that's a perfect example of building your business with what you have. Every single person who is either a product or a service-based business is a solution to someone else's problem. So take the time to view yourself as that solution and then find those tiny little tipping points of working again with what you already have to get your message out there, to use your audience to their advantage. We all have something that's truly attractive to somebody else. You just said so yourself. You hadn't shopped at J.Crew in years. The no like trust was already there, but it's being able to reframe it. And I just, I don't want to see people go belly up or continue to get frustrated thinking they need to reinvent the wheel. And I usually ask about final wise words, but I think those are it. <laughs> those are great. Um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Well, the best place to find us is at vintagemeatmodern.com. Uh, we have both a help box on there that you can contact us directly at that. Or you can always contact me at veronica at vintagemeatmodern.com. Uh, and we're always up for helping other small product-based businesses. Uh, we love doing collaborations. We love being able to encourage other people to work together. Uh, I also work as an influencer. So I have a lot of fun and I'm a very authentic influencer in the sense that I don't represent or talk about products that I don't believe in, in a terms of a no like trust also. So really try to find your voice in that. And I know that that's a little bit different than what I was talking about earlier, but you know, if somebody feels they have a product that they'd love to approach me with to tell me since I'm coming to the conference and that's what I'm there to help people with, if you have this great idea or you have this product or something, bring the idea to me. You know, shoot me a message, uh, you know, in my email box or contact us at Vintage Meat Modern or join us over on Facebook because I'm always telling my authentic stories of my own jewelry and everything also being reciprocal. I'm always talking about all the things that I love and adore either because I truly believe in helping people find the solutions to their problems even their sparkly ones. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that'd be a great fit to, um, Veronica's doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. Everybody, if you go to the lakeside conference and when you purchase your ticket, if you upgrade for a VIP upgrade, then you can opt to have a one-on-one -on -one session with Veronica, which would be a great place to talk about your product-based business. She can give you advice. She can look at your website or at the actual yep. product, but that is a huge bonus. And that's not something you usually do in person, I'm guessing. So this would be a very unique opportunity. No, and usually those types of relationships actually only form after somebody says to me like, oh, you, you talk about that all the time. So then I form relationships with people who I believe in naturally and I feel that we're a good fit. So it would be an excellent time for somebody to come and chat with me because I do. And I, I do truly believe that there's enough room at the table for all of us. 
I do believe that you do have to have patience uh, and I do believe you need to have persistence. So I, this conference is always the best. I always meet the best people. They have encouraged me to be better at the things that I am and I never ever walk away disappointed. It is always worth taking the time to be away from my family and to be away from actually running my business to work on it. So I'm looking forward to it again. I can't Me wait. Me too. I'm excited to hang out with you at the speaker dinner the night before so we can actually have some, <laughs> some time to chat. That's my hardest thing at the conference. There's so many people I want to talk to, but I'm trying to run things. But it is always my favorite part is the connections and getting to see you guys in person again. So everybody go check out Veronica's beautiful jewelry. I have my eye on one myself that I'm debating once I decide what I'm wearing to the conference, I will be getting in touch with you for Fantastic. sure. But it's, it it's, it's something that's red, which is not my brand colors. And so I have to, I have to see what I'm wearing first, but you guys should go check out Veronica's jewelry at vintage meat modern. And I, so thank you, Veronica. And it's always great talking with you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks.